a common sense reality check for both the left and the right. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Politicians on both the left and the right say government should get more involved and even criminalize what they call fake news or, if you prefer the term, disinformation. Is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea for government to get involved like that? Well, we're going to talk about it with Matt Kibbe in just about 15 minutes or so. Here's another question. Is that even compatible with the First Amendment and the concept of freedom of speech? Maybe you think that it is. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us here on American Viewpoints. What a week. Oh, my goodness. Now, I don't normally just offer my opinions on stuff, even though this is a talk show. You know, you've got your your morning and your afternoon drive uh, talk show hosts and wherever you are. And um, I'm, they, I'm sure they do a great job. And so this isn't new news that I'm bringing you, but there were just so many reactions and so many conversations that I want to add something to it. Let me start with, well, frankly, the Super Bowl. Uh, last week, you know, we were previewing the Super Bowl and that kind of stuff, and obviously the Chiefs beat the 49ers, but that's that's not what interests me. Head coach Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs was asked, well, if you get an invitation to go to the White House to uh, have the president celebrate your win, would you go? Now, first of all, it's silly that question even gets asked anymore. But Andy Reid replied, well, yeah, if you get invited to the White House, it doesn't matter who the president is. That's an honor. Of course I would go. And all hell broke loose in the comment sections of a bunch of news, social media sites and web pages. And it really is unfortunate. It used to be normal. You win the championship, you win the World Series, you win the Super Bowl, you win the NBA championship, you win the Stanley Cup, you win the NCAA championship in whatever sport. You get to go to the White House and have your picture taken with the president. Doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat. That was just the way it was. It was one of the perks of being a champion. Now the response is, oh, he's going to be with President Trump. He's obviously a MAGA person. How could you possibly? And and I got to tell you, the reaction that I'm seeing is just stupid. It really, really is. Not everything in life is political, my friends, even when politicians are involved. And if if you're one of those people or you know one of those people who look for something to get upset about because that politician is involved or somehow you've got to relate it back to politics, I would encourage you to take a broader look on life. Yes, politics and public policy are very important, but they should not be the one thing that dictates the rest of your life. Oh, my goodness. So what we're seeing basically are a bunch of shrill voices demanding political statements in everything, and it really is nonsense. Good for Coach Andy Reid for saying, yes, if the president invites you, you go. It's an honor, and it doesn't matter if the president is Barack Obama or Donald Trump or whoever is next. So everybody, I guess, just kind of, cool your jets there in a similar vein it was announced this week that talk show legend rush limbaugh has what he describes as late stage cancer and the reaction to that announcement was predictably nauseating and not just in the social media comments by just everybody also on some national media platforms by nationally recognized Figures And I thought about reading some of them off in this segment, but I really don't want to repeat them. But let's just suffice it to say there were people wishing a painful death on Rush Limbaugh. 
Now, listen, it's okay to hate somebody's ideas. It's fine. It's even okay to dislike somebody because of their ideas and because of what they say. That's just a consequence of free speech. Some people aren't going to like you for saying what you say. But celebrating a cancer diagnosis for anybody? Listen, if you're doing that, that says something about you. It doesn't say anything about Rush Limbaugh. And by the way, conservatives, for those of you who are applauding what I'm saying right now, um, many people on the right, although I don't think quite as many as what we're seeing with Rush Limbaugh, but there were many people who were saying similar things about Ruth Bader Ginsburg when her health problems were announced last year. And to a lesser degree, when Bernie Sanders had a minor heart attack, if there is such a thing as a minor heart attack, during the campaign, there were some people who said some vile things about that as well. None of us should be doing that. Listen, I'm not saying I like everybody either. I don't. I'm human. But I'm saying is do yourself a favor and just be human, even when it comes to the ill fortune of your adversaries. All right, that's enough about that. But what kind of example are we seeing from Washington when it comes to class and dignity and disagreement? Well, look no further than the two most arguably powerful people in America. And I'm talking about the president of the United States and the Speaker of the House. The State of the Union address was this week, and I'm not commenting on whether I liked or didn't like what was actually said in the State of the Union. That's a conversation for another day. And President Trump and Speaker Nancy Pelosi have said a lot of awful things about each other over the months and years. And what happened and how this was kind of manifest is the president snubs the speaker's handshake offer on the dais as he was about to speak. And then the speaker, knowing that the cameras were on her, rips up her copy of the State of the Union address. It was childish. It was petulant. And it was on both sides, although the speaker's antics were particularly, particularly embarrassing. Now, listen, there are people in this world whose hand I personally will not shake because of what they've done to me and my family. But I'm not the president of the United States. And there are ideas in politics I don't like either, but I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum over it. The behavior of both the president and especially the speaker was just, it was just embarrassing this week. And I think we should demand better. Listen, they don't have to like each other. They don't have to be friends the way that Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan were after hours. But that kind of public nonsense is not good for anybody. Okay, so speaking of uh, politics and the the president, as expected, was acquitted of the impeachment charges. And we all saw that coming months ago. We all knew how this was going to end. And Senator Mitt Romney creating a stir because he voted for conviction. He went up on the Senate floor and said, this is how I see it. This is what I think is the proper vote. This is what I'm going to do. And he voted to convict the president. He lost on that vote. And then there have been people in uh, Washington politics and in, in talk media that say that Mitt Romney should be thrown out of the Senate Republican caucus, mm-hmm. labeling him a traitor, saying he betrayed the president. Honestly, it's a tribal response. Keep in mind that impeachment votes are supposed to be about the checks and balances and the separation of powers. It's not supposed to be about R and D. It is supposed to be about the executive and the legislative and the House and the Senate. And that process bore out. Was it a process that was, frankly, abused for political purposes? Yeah, I think it was. And I think the acquittal was correct. But the response to Senator Romney for casting his vote based on his views is just wrongheaded. 
If you think he's wrong, support his opponent in the next election. Let his constituents decide. But this immediate reaction, you didn't stay with the tribe. Therefore, we're going to expel you from the tribe because of this vote. That is not where we want our politics to be going. All right. uh, Quick note here on the Iowa caucus debacle. And we've got more about this uh, later on in the program. One of the things uh, we should be discussing as kind of a main point of conversation isn't that app. And in case you're still trying to figure all this out, believe me, so am I. Uh, What happened is they don't know who really won, at least as I record this. Maybe we've got the final numbers by now, but it's just been a complete mess. All of the candidates have just moved on to New Hampshire and South Carolina uh, as though Iowa really didn't happen or have that much of an influence because in normal years, the Iowa caucus for Republicans and Democrats alone is incredibly influential because they're the first in the nation. And I know I'll probably get myself in trouble with some partisans on this. Iowa should not have that kind of influence. Whoever goes first does have some influence that's bigger than the size of their delegation. And Iowa gets it every single election cycle. And they shouldn't. We should be rotating who goes first, who goes last. And it should not be Iowa and New Hampshire every single time. And again, we have more on that a little bit later on in the program. And here in just about uh, three minutes or so, Free the People's Matt Kibbe joins me next. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren is the latest who says we need to criminalize some speech on social media. Is that a good idea? Matt and I have that conversation just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. 